Well, good morning, everyone. This is Stuart Crawford on Small Business IT Radio, and happy Easter weekend to you. You're joining us on Small, uh, Small Business IT Radio on the blogtalkradio.com network, and this is a radio show for IT professionals throughout the world who want to learn more about servicing their clients better, making a profitable business, and just generally getting great information about uh, small business IT and how it affects what we do for a living. We have a great show today. We're going to be talking about Small Business Server 2008, new product uh, launch coming up here. Well, actually, the product has been launched with the Windows 2008 line, but uh, not officially released just yet, but we're going to get some insider information here to better our businesses and get prepared for this uh, great new product, Windows Small Business Server 2008. And just uh, a quick announcement before we get started. If you haven't, uh, if you're not aware, we have some great conferences coming up, and we got SMB Summit coming up April 18th to the 21st. That's going to be in Dallas, Texas this year. A little change, of, a change of venue. Dallas, Texas is the location, and SMBSummit.com is the website. And the nice thing about this great conference coming up, we got day, two days of training on small business server and essential business server in the agenda. So if you're interested in learning more about these two uh, new products, you want to make your way down to Dallas, April 18th to 21st, and, uh, and sign up today. There's a, a discount code of save yourself 100 bucks. I think it's uh, SMB Webcast is the, is the promo code. And also another uh, great conference coming up the first weekend in May, SMB Nation Canada coming up. Uh, the SMB Nation Tour is stopping in Toronto the first weekend in May, and we're going to be having some uh, small business server content in there as well over that two-day event and things are just getting planned for that. So that's SMBNation.com. Anyway, let's get down to business here. We're, we're going to be talking about Small Business Server 2008. We've got some great people on the line here. A couple of uh, my colleagues from my HTG peer group. We've got Aaron Booker from Hardlines in uh, Bellingham, Washington, and Eric Dorsell from Success Computer Consulting in Minneapolis area. And we're, join- we're going to be joined by uh, Microsoft here. I think Stephen Van Vocal is joining us. Stephen, are you on the call yet? I am. Perfect. Well, there you go. There you go. I saw the four two five number pop up, so I thought that was you. Great. And uh, good morning to you. So let me. I just want to start off with some introductions here first. Uh, Stephen, you joined us a few weeks ago. We did the Essential Business Server uh, show. That's on our archives at BlogTalkRadio.com/smb. For anybody who missed that show, you can go on there and download that archive. But I want to introduce Eric and Aaron first because they're two partners, one from Bellingham and one from Minneapolis. That uh, some of the people listening may not be aware of who they are, and they were very instrumental in the Small Business Server 2008 or the Cougar uh, programs prior to the launch. And I just want to introduce Eric Thorsell to us first. Eric is a gold partner with uh, and president of Success Computer Consulting in the Minneapolis area. Eric, good morning to you. Uh, are you back in Minneapolis? I know you were in Redmond this week. Uh, are you home yet? No, I'm, I'm in Seattle in my hotel room right now, but good morning, Stuart, Steve, Aaron, everybody. And I know you have to bolt uh, a, a little early here, so I want to get your input uh, out of the gate here. And Eric, tell us a little bit about Success Computer Consulting, because you guys got a unique niche market, what you're doing there. And maybe you can tell us uh, what your plans are going forward here uh, when the new uh, server products launch here, especially around what you're doing in your market around SharePoint. Well, our business is a small Microsoft Gold uh, partner in Minneapolis for 20 people, been in business for 15 years really focused on the S in SMB. So a lot of our clients are companies with you know, 10 to 30 uh, users on their network, one, two servers, something like that. That's the majority of our client base. Um, when you talk about the unique niche, I'm not sure, are you referring to the SharePoint piece, Stuart? Yeah, that's what you know, your, your SharePoint uh, starter market site. With Taco Bell. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, your SharePoint starter site. <laughs> okay. Um, so one of the things that we decided to do was, was to finally pull our heads out of the sand a couple of years ago and recognize that small business servers ships with a product that we weren't uh, telling our clients about and didn't know anything about, Windows SharePoint services. And we thought it, well, it felt kind of risky to go into the business of selling WSS to our clients because we didn't know how to do it. And uh, that kind of consulting was unusual or different for us. So we put together a structured process of, of 
you know, a demo script and a click-by-click -click instruction guide for how to deploy WFS and training materials that we follow again and again and again. What I learned through that process was the value of structured, repeatable process uh, and how that allows my business to, oh, I don't know, allows my business to run without me. <laughs> it allows us to get better at a process because we do it again and again so we can get it done faster. Um, and it improves the quality of our work. And one of the things that I'm excited about with Small Business Server 2008 is that it has some tools in it, or will have some tools in it that will really allow us to, to structure how we implement Small Business Server 2008 um, so that we can get better uh, and faster and cheaper at uh, implementing that important tool for our clients. Well, thank you, Eric, for joining us. I know you're on a tight schedule, so we'll try to get all your valuable input in here in the first half hour of the program. That was it, Stuart. That was all the valuable input I had. <laughs> well, I see, Eric, one of the things I love about Eric is he's very humble, but he's, you know, he's one of these partners you, must, you have to latch on to, to uh, and he's one of the, one, a good friend of mine and also very inspirational in my own career. But you know, don't tell him that too much. You'll go to his head. But welcome, Eric. Thank you for uh, thank you for joining us. And Aaron Booker out of Hardlands, Hardlands uh, in uh, Bellingham, Washington. Good morning to you, Eric. I know it or Aaron. I know it's early. Well, actually, you guys are all on the West Coast, so it's all early for all of you. But uh, tell us a little bit about Hardlands and what you do and what you see coming up with the uh, Small Business Server 2008. You bet, Stuart. Um, well, it's not that early. I mean, I do have young kids. It's nine o'clock out here, but. Um, What's, what Hardlines is a, again, we're small, medium business focused. We're a certified partner in Bellingham, Washington. Um, we focus on small business. Uh, we have a little niche also in focusing on uh, webcasting, actually. We do Windows Media webcasting for um, uh, companies all over the place. So we, we get to do some globe trotting for that. And uh, but uh, I've been involved on the partner side. That the peer groups have been hugely valuable to me. Um, HTG that we're all part of uh, has made a huge difference in my business and a continuing difference uh, as I move forward. But the Small Business Server 2008 product, very impressed with uh, moving uh, as the technologies advance. Uh, I think it's going to make be even more impactful for my clients' businesses. Um, great, and, and thank you for joining us, uh, Aaron, this morning. And uh, Stephen Van Rokel from Microsoft. Stephen, I, you and I have talked before, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, give us a little bit of uh, a history about who you are, what your role in Microsoft is, and and what specifically you do with around the Small Business Server product. Okay, great. I um, I've been at Microsoft about 15 years, and. Uh, in, in various roles uh, throughout the company, and, and for the last four years, I've been owning what's called what we call the Windows Server Solutions Group at Microsoft, and we build we basically take server technology across the company, look at specific customer segments, and bring that bring that technology together uh, in a uh, in a package form in an integrated form that uh, that addresses the needs of those of those segments. And Small Business Server has been around longer than than I have in this group, um, and and I'm really excited about the the future of that product. We also deliver out of my group a uh, product for the home consumer called Windows Home Server and a uh, one for the mid-market, as we talked about earlier, uh, Essential Business Server. Great, and welcome again uh, to you to the program this morning. Thank now, you. just uh, a couple uh, words of housekeeping. We have a number of callers dialed in listening to us live on the phone. If you want to save yourself the long-distance charges, you can disconnect now and listen to us online at blogtalkradio.com. We've got streaming audio on there, and you can listen to us live over the Internet. The chat window is open now. If uh, you have a question for any of the panelists, feel free to uh, hop on the chat. You'll see it in the, uh, the dashboard control panel on Blog Talk Radio, uh, and you can let me know you have a question, and we'll get you on the, the call. And I need to know your phone number so I can kind of find you on the list because it doesn't let me do it by uh, caller ID. It doesn't have that technology. It just shows the phone number. So let's get rocking and rolling here, guys. I'm on the Small Business Server 2008 website. Stephen, one question for you. Yes. It says it's going to be launched second half of 2008. Is there a date yet that us uh, small business specialists or small business IT professionals can look forward to saying, you know, Mr. Customer, we can put Small Business Server 2008 in your shop on this date? We have not, uh, unfortunately, we have not publicly announced a date. We're still, uh, we're still landing on one. One thing that I can commit is that everyone is going to be seeing a, uh, a public beta here in the first half of the year, in in, in the next couple months. And so you'll, uh, 
you'll be able to get your hands on the uh, the public beta to try the, try it out, and then we're going to uh, uh, produce some some release candidates throughout the summer. And you can imagine we're going to be uh, very active at the, the Worldwide Partner Conference as well as SMB Summit, as you mentioned earlier. The uh, uh, SMB Summit is really our first partner kickoff event for uh, for training partners, and and that's it's only going to take off from there. And we'll do a lot at the Worldwide Partner Conference, do a lot of other worldwide things, and then and then bring the uh, plane in for a landing in the in the uh, well, I anticipate early second half to uh, to uh, um, to bring the product to market, but we haven't talked about a date publicly yet. Great, and the website shows you know second half, which would you know kind of put it in the first uh, half of the fiscal year of 2009 for Microsoft, which is you know to us you know as long as we got something to play with uh, as professionals and get our customers ready for it, you know a public beta and some RCs, which would be which would be great. Uh, and you know the number of the partners who are on the call today have been with Small Business Server for quite a few years. And one of the things we talked about was maybe some of the myths. And I know, Aaron, you were involved with a project that we that we did about uh, you know some of the SBF myths uh, from the past. You know, let's maybe let's open up that can of worms first because there's a lot of older IT professionals out there my age that have been around since four, uh, Server Product 4.0. What are some of the myths that you're hearing, Aaron, out there that you know we need to squash right away? That you know what that is that's old. You have to let go of that thought and that belief. The product is much more stable than it ever was. Uh, you've been uh, playing with the product uh, in some uh, early adopting programs. What are some of the myths we can squash today around SBS? Well, mostly just that it doesn't scale. I think that's the most pernicious myth that's out there, and it's so wrong. Um, it, it, and that's always been. I, I actually, I was the reason why I had some SBS issues was I was involved very, very early on, and it, and it was somewhat limited in the 4045 era. But when I re, when I got reinvolved or re, I, I found the product again in 2003, SBS 2003. I was absolutely stunned. It's so good, it's so amazing, and of course I've got clients with multiple servers because you can join other servers to the SBS domain, of course. You can have servers in remote locations. You can do all kinds of stuff with SPS that um, people who supposedly know better tell you that you can't. And so I think that's the that's my sort of take on it. And, and Stephen, from that, oh, sorry, Stephen, from your side there, you know, Aaron talked about you know scaling the product and adding multiple servers going across different maybe regional areas. Uh, what did you guys do at Microsoft to uh, to allow that to happen? Because you know, in the 4.0, 4.5, it was only a single server. You maybe can have a member server, but that was pretty much it, right? So we've done a we've done a lot with the the product, both on from the engineering side of the product and from the marketing side. And from the engineering side, you know, we've we made some SKU changes in in uh, Small Business Server 2008. That the premium SKU of SPS 2008 actually comes with two physical servers, so you can you can choose or two two copies of Windows, so you can choose to uh, you know install premium on two separate boxes just to sort of show people that this works in a in a in a uh, multi-server environment, or you can take that second copy of Windows and install it on the first copy of SPS in a virtualized environment if you all want it all running on one physical machine. So we've taken a, a good stance around really making sure that that we satis that we show people that and, uh, that it's a best practice to run a multi-server environment in, in the small business for line of business applications and things like that. We've also brought back terminal services and application mode in in uh, in SBS 2008, which I know was a big request, and we've done some other things. On the marketing side, we've we've been doing some some sort of viral and behind the scenes campaigns that you'll see the volume turned up on over time uh where we're trying to belay some of these uh, uh some of these myths around around SBS and one of the fun ones we've done if people enjoy sort of fun videos is is uh if you go to sbsguru.spaces.live.com uh, this we we've created a fictional uh engineer on the on the SBS team who's you know fictionally been here since the 4.0 days and and he talks a lot about the the myths and how we address those in in different personas that that he assumes during this but uh but some fun videos we have a a little game up there you can play where you where you are a boxer and you punch a wizard and uh since we know a lot of people didn't like the wizard architecture back in the old versions and things like that so it's sort of a fun way of of pointing you know pointing partners who maybe aren't uh, who are skeptics to the to the site to really talk about what we uh what we do here so yeah, it's a wonderful site. I actually got a link uh, on one of my blog postings on my own personal blog. Uh, my good friend Steve Riot out of Hayes, Kansas, passed it on to me. 
and the, the the quote was uh, something like, maybe we screwed the pooch a little. Yeah. That's I think one of the first <laughs> earlier videos that we put up there. Yes. We, we, the one thing I know a lot of partners want to hear us say is we're sorry with the 4.0, with the 4.0 version. And so we, uh, I think we've corrected our wrongs from that, from that version, and we're into, we're into a cycle of really nice releases now. So. Well, one of the things I take, Stephen, out of that whole thing is, you know, you've got to get the product out there first. And, you know, it's, it would be one thing if it stayed kind of static and didn't improve, but, you know, Microsoft's invested lots of time and effort to make the product better and listen to what our partners and IT specialists uh, and the MVPs are giving back to you, your team, and we are, we're obviously seeing that in, in the improvements in the product and how we're going forward here. But I kind of want to get Eric. In, I want to get Eric involved because we've got 15 minutes. I want to talk a little bit on the collaboration side because Eric's big on collaboration around around SharePoint and uh, some of the other collaboration tools. But Eric, what are you seeing uh, that you can talk about in the new release of uh, Small Business Server here around collaboration that maybe differs from previous releases? Well, I mean, I think the biggest uh, the biggest distinction for me is that. SBS 2008 will ship with Windows SharePoint Services 3.0 out of the box. And so without having to go through a lot of extra steps or time to install 3.0, we're going to have Windows SharePoint Services right there. And and when you take the fact that Windows SharePoint Services, I keep saying it, with WSS is is, uh, in the box, um, and then you combine it with um, the 40... Uh, templates that Microsoft has created that make it very easy to create uh, SharePoint sites for our clients, you know, like a board of directors template or a help desk ticket uh, template. Lots of different examples there that are on Microsoft.com. And when you combine those things, really it brings enterprise class collaboration tools to our smallest small business clients. So for me, that's I would say that's the biggest one. And uh, Stephen, is there anything you can share on the on the collaboration side from the Microsoft side? Well, we're very, you know, as as he said, we're very excited about SharePoint being there. Uh, the advanced capabilities in the in uh, Exchange Server 2007, um, and uh, and some of the new capabilities we pick up through Office compatibility, kind of make a a really nice mix there for. Um, for uh, uh, improving the collaboration side. You know, we've done some new smartphone stuff, um, new remote web workplace with a new look and feel that actually is, is a little bit better and gets you to some of these SharePoint sites externally in a better way, and, and a lot of improvements there that I think, I think as an entire package that you'll be able to take to the small business and say, here's a great collaboration platform. I think they're, they're, uh, they're, uh, we have a lot that people can get excited about there. Perfect. So we have one we have one caller here that has um, a couple questions around licensing, and I'm going to bring him on right now. He's dialing in from the uh, the 215 area code. I know he, he pinged me up on the on the chat session. I want to invite our caller in from the 215 area code that has the, the question about Hyper V and some licensing. Maybe we can uh, address your questions at this time. Great. Who's uh, who's our our listener from the 215 area code? That's Bill Wolf. Hi, Bill. Uh, and you're dialing from. Are uh, you calling in from where this morning? Well, it's from my home office in Drescher, Pennsylvania. Well, good morning or good afternoon to you in Pennsylvania. You, uh, go ahead and ask your question to our panel today. Well, I have about 30 questions, but I'll just ask two or three. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. All right. Uh, I do a lot of stuff with SharePoint, and I'm, I'm curious now that uh, WSS 3.0 is going to be part of this offering, uh, what, what licenses does that give a small business person? Can they, can they have an extranet? Uh, where they would have, uh, you know, their their partners connect up to them, or can they have a public-facing website based on SharePoint? And if so, must they buy the external connectors that are normally required? Uh, maybe Stephen, is that something you can answer? I, I I'll take a stab at it. I may not get it 100% right yet, but <laughs> we. Oh, I, by I, the I, way, I I love it when people from Microsoft don't know about licensing details. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> it's uh, well, one of our goals with this product is to, is to strip away a lot of the complexity with the licensing of, our, of this product. And yeah, go I tell think, Steve Bolver that. I think the Cal model and all that stuff has been has been a positive thing for uh, for a lot of people. And the uh, one of the things I can say relative to the Cal stuff is that we we will extend the. Um, the uh, the expanded Cal rights that we did in 2003 R2, in that any client access license that you buy will get you access to 
um, any Windows server on that work, any SQL server, any Exchange server, etc. So that, that was a change in some of the things on the earlier point on demystifying around the multi-server environment that, that uh, everyone's legal. If you buy that SBS Cal, you can get access to those additional servers and servers. So it, in the enterprise space, that's the equivalent of a core Cal or an enterprise Cal? That's right. That's exactly okay. right. Um, on the SharePoint stuff, um, we're a little bit different in that in that uh, in in SBS we ship Windows SharePoint services and not SharePoint Portal Server or the the, the Office Collaboration Server stuff that that the you would typically buy on the enterprise side. That's a a bit more uh, programmable and has some different features and things like that. With Windows SharePoint services, we do allow you to set up an extranet site. We allow you to uh, set up um, some other things like that. One one change we've made in SBS 2008 that I think you'll find very attractive, and this kind of flows right into your licensing question, is that when you set up uh, SBS 2008, one of the things you do at the end of setup is we have a um, we have a wizard that goes out and does all your uh, uh, your Connecting, you're buying like the process of buying a domain name, uh, the process of, of pointing your MX record and all those kind of things directly to the server, which was some of the most complicated aspects of the product before. And so we do that for you in a wizardized fashion, and uh, and uh, and have a wizard that does that. The additional step we do beyond that, and this is something you can of course opt into and. Uh, you don't have to use our wizard to set up the other stuff that just makes it easier. The, the additional thing that we do for you is is we will actually go out and set you up an Office Live account uh, free of charge in, in the in the uh, in the setup process. And what that Office Live account gets you is a public website uh, free. It gets you um, a, uh, a SharePoint site in the uh, in the Office Live site that's actually based on SharePoint 3.0. And so the yeah, but a, a number of my clients that that uh, that solution wouldn't work. They don't want their they don't want their SharePoint or their database outside of their office. They, they want it running oh. locally on premise. Well, I'm saying it's it's a similar programming model and licensing model. So you could run it the same thing. You could run the same thing locally too. So if you want but it on premise versus does that on mean I cloud. can't run a public facing website from the client's office? No, not at all. You can do that as well. So all okay. all that's supported basically. That's so. included in the box. That's in the box. With, with and if I take the step up to uh, Windows uh, Essential instead of Small Business, does that give me Moss? Um, no. I don't believe so, Stephen, according no, to our last conversation. Not. No, SharePoint 3.0 is the same thing. And we don't do the Office Live stuff in Essential Business Server either. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you're only licensed for SharePoint, Windows SharePoint Services 3.0 in, in Essential as well. Kind of the same same technology as you see in SBS. Well, that was some great questions there, Stephen. And thank you, for Bill, for joining us uh, this morning uh, with those great questions. Uh, and, you know, short for time, I know Bill's got lots and lots of questions. I want to keep on keep the flow here. I know Eric's got to go in in seven minutes. So, Eric, maybe you can talk about your experiences in the TAP program or whatever you can share with us. That's uh, of course that's that's open for conversation. What did you guys experience in the, in the TAP program with Cougar now Windows Small Business Server 2008? Well, Stephen, I'll ask for your guidance and shut <laughs> me up if I say something I'm not supposed to talk about. No, please do. Um, but but we're we're involved in the in the Technology Access Program, the TAP for Cougar with a client of, of ours in North Carolina called Robbie Gordon Motorsports, which is a NASCAR uh, team and driver uh, who we've worked with for a few years and who had previously been running on Small Business Server 2003. Um, and so the question was just about what our experience has been in the TAP, Stuart. Yeah, basically, well, what, what did you guys see? What, did, what was your experiences? Well, I guess the first part for me is anyone who knows me knows I preach on and on and on about structured, defined, repeatable process and procedure. So the thing I alluded to earlier uh, that I didn't know about until I got to the, the TAP airlift training event was about the answer file function. So our technical staff will be able to define our company's way of deploying small business server and using this answer file, which goes into a great, a pretty deep level of detail, we can, we can script, basically sort of script out the entire or respond to all the questions along the, the installation path so that every time we deploy a small business server, it's consistent, which for us would be a miracle. <laughs> so um, rather than relying on the technicians to use their own judgment, you know, good or bad, during an installation, 
we can define standards so that when we're supporting that server, we know what to expect in the environment. That was a huge thing for me because I think it really can allow us to be uh, efficient in the deployment process. It's going to save us a lot of time and hugely deficient in troubleshooting, or efficient, not deficient, in troubleshooting problems after the fact. So that was one thing. And I saw some other features that I loved. Steve referred to the new remote web workplace. And I honestly think that, that the redesign of remote web workplace, um, the user interface is intuitive and friendly. Uh, our customers will be able to really navigate it without training, <laughs> I think. And that's, that's huge. The way that they get to their own desktop, uh, and the new feature of being able to access files uh, through remote web workplace without having to do VPN was huge. So from a feature standpoint, um, those are some things I loved. Um, when we did our migration from 2003 to 2008, we did that I think in January. Um, you know, it was it's in beta, and so we expected it to be uh, you know a rough experience, <laughs> and um, we thought that we'd be pulling some all-nighters. And honestly, even in beta, the product took us through that migration very smoothly. Um, we, I mean, we, we ran into some bumps, but they were small bumps. Um, and so if the product works as well as it worked uh, when we did our first migration in January, I'm going to be delighted because um, it really sees to a lot, I'm trying to think of examples, but it sees to a lot of details um, from the user, the user side so that the experience for them can be really pretty transparent. Um, so those are some things that I picked up that I loved. And thanks for uh, thanks for sharing that, Eric. And I know you have to run, so we'll let, we'll cut you uh, loose. Have I have a great trip back to Minneapolis if that's where you're heading to. Yeah. And uh, we'll uh, we'll look forward to talking to you soon. But if anybody wants to get a hold of Eric and and ask him more questions about his experience with uh, Small Business Server 2008, I'm sure you can track him down through his website at sccnet.com, and uh, you can find the phone number to reach him uh, on that website. So, Eric. Have a great Easter weekend, and I'll let you uh, let you run so you can meet your uh, next timing. Thanks, Stuart. Bye, everybody. So Bye, Eric, Eric. Eric's taken off there. So Stephen, anything from Eric's uh, feedback that you can elaborate on? Sure. The other the other uh, thing that I'll expand on what he was talking about was, um, you know, we he talked a little bit about the answer file and some of the some of the predictability that will give you during setup. The other thing we've done is we've really focused a lot on on giving you flexibility post install. So I know a lot of a lot of partners out there, uh probably not partners that listen to your show, but but a lot of other partners will will buy machines from an OEM or things like that, bring that in and then uh in today's world reinstall the software so they get it in their predictable state. One of the things we've done with with SBS 2008 is is we now allow you post install to go in and tell it where to uh, where to store certain aspects of the of the underlying system, and so say uh, for example, you get a system in and and you want to put the exchange store on a, an additional physical drive, and you want to put share the SharePoint stuff and backup somewhere else, and and move that those things around to where you uh, want to put them as a best practice for your company. We now give you that flexibility post install, even a year down the road. Say your exchange store is starting to fill up, fill up the 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 company's hired a bunch of uh, employees where they're using lots of email, you could then you know, drop a larger disk in as an additional drive and move the store to that. And so we've given you flexible options post-install to really go in and, and tailor the system the way the, the partner likes to see it and, and make it best supportable for you and, and your customer. And, and Stephen, is there going to be a, a limit on the size of the database in exchange, like 75 gigs, or is that going to be... No, we, away now. we actually did away with that with um, with the service pack in Exchange uh, in the last uh, in SBS 2003, and uh, and that goes away in 2008. So, so there's no no more limit on how much because email is critical to business now, and even at 75 gigs, we are running into challenges where people were just filling up the information store. Yes, yeah, that's and great. That's, that's, that's not there in 2008. So. That's wonderful. And it and just to clarify, because now that we're talking about Exchange. 
Small Business Server 2008 is only 64-bit because we have Exchange 2007 now. Is that correct? That's right. But on the uh, when you buy pr- the premium version of 2008, that second machine that we ship, or that second copy of Windows and the in the copy of SQL Server that we ship, will ship you both 64 and 32-bit versions of those. Um, and on the on the SQL side, we'll ship you both 2005 and 2008 versions of SQL Server standard. And so, at point of install, you as a partner will get to choose. You know, if the application you're using only supports 32-bit, you can take the 32-bit. If it's only compatible with 2005 or uh, or only 2008, you can then choose at that point of install which one of those to choose. And so, and so we're gonna we're gonna give you all that flexibility to uh, to install. Uh, and just instead of you having to send in a coupon to Microsoft to get the license back, we'll we'll just put the media right in there, and you'll get to choose which to install at the at the point of install. So, well, that's great. And that, you know, again, that gives us some flexibility around uh, what we can do, and give uh, give us IT professionals some creativity when we're deploying solutions. That's right. uh, one question we have a question from a, a Canadian partner. And he actually brings a good point up here, Stephen. Maybe, you know, hopefully, you can answer it. You mentioned Office Live in a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, Office Live, I don't believe, is available to Canadian companies. Uh, when do you think that will happen? Um, I'm, you know, I'm not a part of the Office Live team, but I know they are expanding their scope worldwide. You know, every day and 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 working through that. I I don't have the latest on their on their global rollout plans, but I know it's uh, it's coming online all the time. And I think uh, I I know we're doing joint sessions together at the partner conference this summer, and I'm hoping that kind of by that time we can we can talk about it more there. So perfect. And no, I'm going to invite Aaron in a little bit here to talk about um, some of his experience and uh, through his uh, early days with Cougar and now Small Business Server. Aaron, what did you guys see with Hardlines and in, uh, in the customer that you uh, went through the program with? Well, um, I, 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 before I start, I did want to point your listeners to Microsoft.com forward slash Windows Server forward slash Essential forward slash SBS. And uh, that has some really nice information for folks that want to get more info um, about the specific uh, components of SBS or uh, SBS 2008. What I think in our, our last caller, I don't know if he completely understands, but these are full products. I mean, th- these are not limited products. They haven't been limited products in 2003 or 2008. So it's when, when it's WSS, it's WSS full version. There's no limitations. You can do anything you can do if you had a standalone server. And of course, um, the things that, that I notice that I want to make sure partners understand is if you're installing SVS 2003 today, uh, then you, of course, have to go to a 64-bit server. You have to migrate your server anyway to a new server. That's the way SVS 2008, that's the migration story when you go to 2008. And um, you move from one server to another. You don't upgrade in place. And so I think that's the supported Microsoft path. So planning on taking advantage of that um, premium edition is really a good idea. gives you a lot of flexibility. Um, having more RAM support is huge. Four gigs of RAM uh, in SBS 2003 for some of my clients isn't quite enough. And being able to take advantage of that 64-bit and push the RAM is great. RAM is so cheap now. Windows Mobile was a huge change. Clients love it. They get real security. Um, all those nice GPOs that we should all implement when we install uh, Windows Mobile in 2003 those are done for you. Like Eric referenced, having those easy things or not so easy things finished and done for you are great. Talking to a friend of mine about Exchange 2007, pretty complicated install, a lot of PowerShell work there. Microsoft does that for you with SBS. Really nice. Great. And uh, I have actually a question. We have a Microsoft uh, PAM on the call with us, uh, Stephen and Aaron. Uh, Darius uh, is joining us, and I just want he, I want to invite him in. He has a question about ISA, and I would like him to come on if he's uh, still there to answer, ask your question about ISA. Uh, yep. Morning, guys. Uh, hi, Aaron. Uh, hi, Darius. One of my partners was asking uh, why is ISA not included in Cougar? Stephen, so is that a question that you can answer? I can answer that. So we we did choose to take uh, ISA server out of. Uh, 
out of Cougar for a, a few re- couple reasons. One of which was, um, you know, we started to evaluate and talk to partners about best practices in deploying uh, firewalls um, on the uh, on the SBS network, and we we looked at our also looked at our install data, and it was a very small number of people that were were actually installing ISA server and were buying premium the premium edition for ISA server. They were mostly buying it for the version of SQL server they got with that. It was in the in the single single digit percentages on the on the people that were actually using and deploying ISA server. And so that was one consideration we had. Plus, we were looking at best practices, and we know that installing a fi- your your main corporate firewall on the main infrastructure server, even though we've done all the great work to 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 fig- physically separate, you know, physically logically separate those inside the software, it's not a best practice to do that to install. So we were sort of breaking our own rules there to some extent. And then the third one was hearing all the great feedback about mo- moving into a multi-server environment for the premium edition, meaning you know, having that second server, um, the addition of the additional copy of Windows Server and the additional copy of, uh, and, and moving back to SQL Server Standard, which we went to Workgroup Edition last time, we, um, uh, having ISA Server in there as an additional software package would actually create a lot of price pressure on the overall package itself. And so, um, and, you know, we, we have to follow all our legal guidelines on how to price the product. And so the, having ISA in there would have, would have jumped the price up so considerably that I think it would have sort of priced it out of being very attractive for that sort of model. And so we made a decision to take ISA out, have great guidance on how to install ISA on the same network if you choose to, um, and then great guidance as well to, to implement a hard, you know, hardware or software firewall independently of, uh, of a small business server. So that was sort of our three reasons going after that. And Stephen, what I can share from our company's uh, best practices was we, yeah, I don't believe we ever actually installed a small business server with ISA. We use a uh, uh, a third-party firewall product, and you know they're they're so cheap these days, uh, you know, like a SonicWall TZ190 or a Cisco uh, PixBox in the early days. It was just a, that extra layer of security, uh, and I found a number of our par- number of partners, and you you can identify that we're doing similar uh, type uh, type practices. And, you know, it does, and you can also you know put a, a third server in there. And if you wanted to run ISA, put ISA on a third server and use it as a, as a proxy and another layer of security. But maybe on the security side, because we did talk about it on EBS, uh, what are we going to do security-wise? Is there, are we going to have some forefront-type uh, technologies built into small business server? So we're doing uh, two things, one of, one of which is a uh, uh, we'll have um, forefront security for Exchange, uh, pre-configured in the product, so protecting your email infrastructure from spam and malware and viruses and things like that. And then we're also uh, we also have a new product that that is being productized by our OneCare team. Now, don't think of this as OneCare like you see it on the client PCs. It's actually the the forefront security engine, the AV engine, being engineered for us by the by the OneCare team. So we call it OneCare for Server. Uh, that's actually a, an antivirus engine that will actually sit on the uh, on the SBS box and protect the uh, the box itself from AV. Um, we give you full flexibility. So if you're a partner that has uh, has a relationship with another security vendor, uh, you can certainly take it out. You know, take it out pre-install. You know, all that kind of stuff. If you want to put your own stuff in there as well. So um, so we do that for you in uh, in the base package, and then you can choose to either not have them in or use them and, and renew them as part of your package that you take to the customer. Okay, I mean that's great, man. I'd like to see that extra security in there. And another thing I heard as well about is about backup, and that tape-based backup systems are no longer supported in small business server. Yeah, we're really focusing on on uh, both shiny media and disk-based backup as our as our, uh, as our backup uh, means. Um, there are ways of using tape backup, um, but we just don't we don't sort of um, you know it's not the the preferred configuration coming out of the box. So. And Aaron, what are you guys doing uh, when you're positioning, getting ready to position uh, Windows Server 2008 around a disaster recovery or business continuity uh, uh, approach to for your clients? Or what do you, what is Hardline doing to you know prepare clients for in a DR or business continuity scenario? We're really happy that tape is going away. We we find tape to be really unreliable and be a large number of our support calls. So we're really moving away from tape as fast as possible. Whether we're rotating hard drives or our preferred solution is actually a, 
um, a really cool um, BDR from Zenith that we like. Um, SonicWall has great solutions there as well. Um, but we're we're really glad to see Microsoft moving away from tape. And okay, of course, you can also a third party with backup exec. You know, you can still do that. Yeah. Just, yep. Yeah. Perfect. So I mean, one thing we need to keep in mind, especially as partners and IT professionals and consultants, is that small businesses today need disaster recovery and business continuity. Maybe Stephen, I'll flip that over to you guys. What is Microsoft's best practice around? Uh, preparing small businesses in a business continuity disaster recovery uh, angle for you know a small business server. Well, one of the one of the things that that's really nice about small business server is that as as was pointed out earlier, you know it is the full set of technologies from from Windows Server and Exchange Server and all those sort of things. So so you know you have a lot of options from the ability to drop in additional servers to do failovers for your directory your domain you know the domain the network things like that if you if you so choose as well as you know because it's the full set of technologies and we've done some additional value add like backup and things like that you can go as far as if you wanted to set up some some environment that actually has uh, clustering, if you wanted to do things that were kind of just unconventional from a small business perspective but were important, you can certainly do those things because the full full breadth of the technology is there. For the for the standard, you know, sort of standard issue small business where you're taking in small business server, you know, having best practices around backup, uh, backing up the server, we still have that. That's, that's streamlined in the product just like it is in the past. Uh, my documents redirection for the, uh, for the clients on the network and, and pulling those in, and we're actually working on some additional backup technology that I can't announce yet today, but we're looking at for the for the client PCs and, and things like that. And so, so we're really we're really focused on nailing the backup scenarios where where a customer should or a partner should take those backups off site, and in case of fire, theft, or flood, uh, have a have a system they can bring back and restore inside the small business. So, so kind of you can have you know the the basics which are our focus on backup to the extreme which is uh you know from clustering and and uh and uh, and failover to additional servers and things like that one of the suggestions we hear from a lot of partners is that pre the premium offering in addition to being a great platform on that second box for line of business apps you can actually set it up as a as a replicated domain server and a uh, and a, and a set a, a a different DHCP scope on it so it actually ho will host DHCP in case the first server goes down you at least have your network up and running your apps on there and your and people can log into the domain so so that's a, a great option for some people that sounds great and we have we have a question coming in on our chat group here uh, from somebody just listening to us online at blogtalkradio.com slash SMB uh, th again this is small business IT radio and we have uh, Aaron Booker from Hardlines uh, from Bellingham Washington on the line and we have Stephen Van Brokel from Microsoft out of uh, the mothership in Redmond the Stephen the question that uh, one of our listeners, Bill Walter, has is uh, he says the inclusion of system center essentials looked like it was going to be a, a great support tool for partners. Uh, he wants to know why it was removed. Um, we took out uh, system center essentials for a few reasons. One of the, the the main there were really two reasons. One of which was the the uh, the management packs that were written for small business or uh, system center essentials were not really tailored for. Our, our our breadth of small business customers out there they were they're pretty very very IT centric they're very you know uh, you know very uh, uh, complex from a lot of standpoints and we were fearful that you know if a small business owner saw in their in their uh, you know their their health reports lots of red X's that really you know if you run uh, system center essentials or operations manager you know you see a lot of those and a lot of those are sort of just warning levels and things like that we were fearful that people wouldn't really understand to get in there now partners we know do understand and are technical and can understand all that stuff and so and so we do support installing system center essentials on top of of SBS the other consideration which was a, a real consideration for the product as well is that system center essentials uh, it requires a lot of resources on a machine you know it, it um, requires a lot of RAM itself uh, process you know a healthy processor etc and which is is fine if you want to you know take a machine and it's running network and domain and a lot of like an essential business server we have a sort of one of our servers dedicated to do the networking the the active directory uh, the management stuff through system center essentials etc 
and you can make a, a general purpose machine do that. But when you take those requirements and sort of put them on top of running a, a robust exchange network, uh, running your domain, running your directory, you know, running your networking, all that stuff on one machine, that the base configuration for that machine starts to get a lot larger than sort of our, our minimum go-in uh, uh, hardware that we like to see people uh, sort of start with with SBS or be, a ba be, a, be able to start with in SBS. And so, and so the resource considerations was the other thing we, uh, we sort of shied away from uh, saying, okay, this is not going to serve our broadest set of customers and, and this, uh, and you know, the people that listen to your uh, your program or the cream of the crop partners, and and but we do we are a breadth business and a worldwide business, so we have to sort of look across that and say, okay, there's there's you know we have to we're not least common denominator technology by any means, but we have to sort of satisfy the opportunity to to go out there as well, very globally. So, well, that sounds great, uh, uh, Steve. Some great uh, recommendations there. Uh, we are going to cut the the show a little short today because I I was just reminded because it's a holiday here in Canada today and I was just reminded by my my family that um, we have a commitment at 11 Mountain Time that I need to be at so we're gonna probably on another five minutes here what we can do for those who have some questions I will I will uh, act as kind of a uh, entry point and then we'll fire the questions over to the right people um, as we go forward here. But we'll, we have one more quick question here, and then I'll just turn it over to Aaron and Stephen for some uh, closing comments. Uh, one of the things, Stephen, that a lot of our people in the chat room are asking about is Outlook 2007. Are we going to see CALs included for Outlook with Small Business Server and the Exchange 2007 that's included with Small Business Server? Uh, no, we won't. And that was actually a, ch a change not made by the SPS team, but the, um, as probably a lot of your uh, partners know, um, the uh, the exchange team themselves took that out of the exchange client access license, and so uh, we had to respect that decision and, and carry that forward in in SBS. Okay, I mean that makes sense. That's what we've seen with Exchange 2007 as well on the mainstream product is uh, that Outlook license is no longer available, and, and we have to buy separate uh, Outlook cows. So, Aaron, uh, over to you. Some final uh, uh, closing comments. Maybe you could just touch on, you know, what you're looking for as what are you going to do in your business with Hardlines to uh, position FBS 2008. Are you going to change what you're doing from FBS 2003 to FBS 2008? Uh, what is Hardlines going to do a little differently, um, or maybe not nothing different at all uh, around positioning FBS in the Bellingham area to small business? Well, we are really partnering with um, our local chamber of commerce. Actually, uh, that's the uh, client that we use for the tap. And they are in love with the product. They're actually really frustrated because they're ready to start talking to people about the product. We keep saying, nope, 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 you can't talk about the product. You have to wait until we can officially talk about it, which will come later. And um, uh, in terms of the, you know, their day-in, day-out usage of it. But it has it's increased their productivity immensely. So anyway, I'm planning on really leveraging that. Um, but I really want to get the word out there early about SBS 2008. I think partners that jump on it early are really going to see some huge value in it because it's, it's such a great product and it can scale even further um, because it's 64-bit. Um, although there isn't system center essentials in it, it does give you some really improved health monitoring kinds of reports, both in the server and in the daily reports. So uh, it, it just becomes an even better and richer product. Great, and yeah, Eric, that's uh, some wonderful news there, about, especially with your Chamber of Commerce. And we look forward to maybe once we can talk, start talking about we'll do this show over uh, again down the road closer to the launch or total, closer to the release and really get uh, things ramped up. So be interested to hear more about that uh, uh, when, we can, uh, when we can discuss those. Uh, Stephen, over to you for some final closing comments on you know, what can we do to start getting ramped up for FBF 2008. Well, the... Uh the real ramp up. So in a, in you know roughly a month or so, you're going to start seeing a public beta. So I'd love love people to get get their hands on that and uh, and start trying the product out. Prior to that, there's a couple opportunities. One of which is is to just start consuming information as you can on Windows Server 2008, Exchange 2007, etc. A lot of our training will be specifically on the unique features of of SBS, and we won't go into de great depth on on Windows Server and Exchange. All those things I talked about on, on pushing that software to the limits to really meet your needs, um, learning that would be great, and, and all that training is available and, and ready for you out in, the, in, our, uh, in our 
partner program. And then the other thing is, um, as you mentioned at the, begin- at the top of the show, um, the SMB Summit um, in mid-April is, the gr- is a great venue to, uh, to start learning specifically about, about SBS, start getting your hands on uh, the 2008 versions of both uh, that and Essential Business Server and, and, and really try it out. I think this is the... You know, I, I think I can proudly say this is the most customer and partner-centric uh, version of SBS we'll have ever shipped. I think people will be delighted and quite surprised by some of the changes they'll see and in some of the uh, some of the technology decisions we made in the product, and and uh, and hopefully uh, people get as excited as the people that we know are using it today and, and trying it out for the first time today. Yeah, Stephen, great uh, great plug for SMB Summit as well. And remember, you can go to smbsummit.com uh, and register today. And if you use the promo code SMBWebcast, you can save $100 off your uh, uh, entry fee into the, into the conference. And on April the 4th, we're going to have a special show of Small Business IT Radio. We're going to devote the whole uh, show to talking about SMB 2008, what's coming up on the agenda, what uh, breakouts and keynotes you, sh- you need to be at. And we'll have... Uh, Arlen Sorensen, uh, Eric Thorsell, and a number of other industry leaders, uh, Mike Eim, uh, Carl Palachuk, and for sure are committed uh, to come on and talk about uh, SMB Summit 2008. Aaron, I want to thank you for your time this morning. Uh, Stephen, uh, as well for your time, it's always a pleasure to talk with both of you. Eric Thorsell, who's somewhere probably on the way to SeaTac right now, uh, and maybe listening later, we'll, and th- we'll thank him as well. Uh, guys, you are the leaders in the SBS space, I look up to what you guys do uh, uh, almost on a daily basis. Aaron's uh, a, a key member of our HTG peer group. And for those who are li- interested in HTG, uh, the Heartland Technology Groups, I do believe there's a rumor going around that there may be some new groups starting. You can go to htgmembers.com and uh, and see what's happening there. Uh, and I want to thank everybody for listening uh, online this morning and uh, over the phone. Uh, it is a, a holiday here in Canada for Good Friday, and... Uh, I always live by the credo, guys, uh, a happy wife is a happy life, and she's giving me the nod that we have to get going here. So <laughs> I want to I thank you all again. Uh, visit our website, SMB, or sorry, um, back up here, blogtalkradio.com slash SMB. We have some great shows lined up. Next week we're talking with the, the folks at DSM, which is a great new network monitoring tool that ties right into SBS um, 2003 right now, and I'm sure 2008 when it's ready. Uh, that's going to be coming out. That's a tool that my company uses for all of our remote monitoring and network uh, security access and patch management and all that good stuff. Uh, we have the SMB Summit show on April the 4th. And on April the 11th, we have a good friend of mine, Stephen Holton, from a company called Small C Consulting out of, out of the Montreal area. And Stephen's going to have a new book called Small PM. And we're going to talk about project management, some tips and tricks about getting project management done properly uh, and rolling out solutions and, and with best practices in project management. So, gentlemen, once again, thank you very much for your time this morning, and uh, I do appreciate uh, taking, the, taking the time to talk with us. And I want to thank everybody for listening, and we will be on next week uh, at 10 o'clock Mountain Time, noon on the East Coast, for Small Business IT Radio. And if you have any questions, about, and I can forward on to the group, Stuart at stuartcrawford.com, and I'll make sure we get them over to the right people. Once again, thank you very much, and have an awesome week, and a happy Easter.